welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara and Mike Yosevich. What's up? And we are here to pick up where we left off last week. We are doing our rookie review, a little analysis here. And to do it that way, we're redrafting these mofos. So we're kind of seeing where we were. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh yes, it is. It's a great saying. You should you should uh write that down. Mm-hmm. Put it on Twitter. Copyright that thing. Yeah. Copyright that son of a um so if you missed our last picks from last week, well, go back and listen to the last episode. Uh real quick review, it went Odell Beckham. Mike, Mike Evans, Evans, Sammy Watkins, Jeremy Hill, Jordan Matthews, Cal- Calvin Benjamin, oh, Calvin Benjamin, Jordan Matthews, Carlos Hyde, uh, Brandon Cooks, Devontae Adams, Eric Ebron, Allen Robinson, and Dante Moncrief. So, just to recap, I feel as though I think uh, you we should have read that. I think we did <laughs> I pretty. Have. I think we did pretty good um, on our first round. Like in terms of, I think Jeremy Hill was the only one that stood out as hey, we got wrong on the website. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he right. just yeah, he was Bishop Sankey, which everybody, right. which everybody got wrong. Right, exactly. I'm just you know just throwing that out there. I think we did pretty decent on yeah. our rankings. So. If yeah, if we have to go back and look at our like again, if we went back and self analyzed like graded our own. Yeah, no, it's not a word. I see you looking at Mike. Tell him I have a learning disability over here. Self analyzed. <laughs> you did go to Ohio How do you spell State, that? So. How do you spell that? Analyze, dude. Yeah, you know how to spell analyze. Yeah, but if you flip flop. Like on our rankings, uh, Bishop Sankey and Jeremy Hill, boom, we're, we're money in the bank. Yeah, we'd be the greatest. So, so. hey, can't Brilliant. get them all right. But yeah, so. if you go back, like if you if you stuck to our rankings last year and you went right down our list, you would have got pretty much. You would have had one of those guys that went in the first round, so you'd be pretty happy. Yep, I agree. So right, and I feel like the guys that are sprinkled in between that we haven't selected yet will go in this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's, let's get to it. Let's kick off the second round here. Uh, you had the first pick in the first round, Matt. So now you have the first pick in the second round. Uh, Why is so you get the first with? pick in the second round? Well, I mean, what? We want to switch no, up. No, no, I'm just kidding. We totally can. No, no, no. I'm just, oh, right. I'm just joking. So you look so, so jealous. I know. I don't want you to take my pick. Man. Taking my ball. Just go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no, no. We'll start with you this time. No, take it. You're good at it. I'm good at it. Yeah, you're good at taking at the first pick. I don't want. That's not something I want to be good at, man. All right. Here we go with the first pick in the second round. I'm going to go Jarvis Landry. I think Ooh, it's somebody that um, shocker. really came around towards the end of the year. Uh, I, th- I think he's going to be a PPR type of machine hmm. in the years to come down in Miami. Okay. Shocking pick. Was Shocking it, pick. I wasn't know. my pick, but I, I, do, I do like it. So now I like it. going forward, Jarvis Landry, I like your take of PPR. I think he is going to be a solid PPR uh, receiver. I think he'll always be like a high-end wide receiver three. Like, he'll never be, like, a superstar, but he'll be, like, really, maybe low-end wide receiver two numbers even as he gets better, as Ryan Tannehill. Because I really like what I saw of Tannehill this year. So, and uh, to go around with Lamar Miller, who I think is one of the most underrated dynasty players out there. Uh, Here's how I see it. Um, um, They're only getting better down there in Miami, obviously. And uh, their front office isn't. But no, their, their front their office players isn't, are. but some of their players are getting right, better. Right. And um God, why uh the Mike guy Wallace? I'm blanking on the guy's name. No, Mike the Wallace? no, 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 the Mike other Wallace? guy. Oh 
the other guy, Brian Hartline, Brian Hartline had a semi decent season, a couple, a couple seasons ago. And he was like really the only guy that was catching balls. And I think that right. that's who Jarvis Landry is going to be, but he's a better player than him. Right. I mean, going to your like, PPR he, thing, he yeah. had 84 catches this year, right. His rookie Phenomenal. year. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Right. Um, and yeah, the goal to, like you said, how you brought up, uh, Matt, how you brought up Brian Hartline. Right. For all of us, and if you're if this is like your first year playing fantasy, like dynasty wise, and you were never hardcore into it, all us hardcore dynasty guys know that Brian Hartline was one of the top wide receiver threes out there for about four to five years. Like he was one of the most guys that not that anybody talked about, but you were able to start every single week as a wide receiver three and put up good numbers. Because he never got you the goose egg. He was always he was always catching passes and and, and those are kind of the guys you need at, at the wide receiver three if you're not gonna have like a powerhouse guy. Yeah, and, and and taking here, I like how you get him here at two one because you're getting somebody like now in hindsight that you know you're gonna be able to plug in your lineup every single week. And there'll be weeks where he gets you twenty points when he scores a touchdown and maybe has like ten, you know has a really good week, but like his bad games would be about eight points. Right, he'll never goose egg you. Yeah, and, and that's you really. I mean, you need those kind of guys in your lineup as well. So right. where it's a surprise pick, and maybe I wouldn't have taken him here. It's a but solid I think, pick, and I think that's just is. Uh, maybe a reflection on a whole of Jarvis Landry's perception of just kind of, you kind of forget about him, but it's just solid. He's yeah. just solid, you know, and you, if you would have told me like you busted out, I mean, the 84 catches, if you had told me, Hey, how many catches did he have? I would have guessed like about like 55, 60, right. Like off the top of my head. So yeah. you say 84 doesn't then even more supplants him as like, wow, what a great pick that is. And at first I thought you picked him just because him and Odell Beckham are great best friends. You want to reunite him on your fantasy team. <laughs> you know, those you know, the LSU guys. So but apparently I was He's wrong. kind of an under the radar guy and Matt's always got his radar on as he told us last <laughs> episode. So um yeah, I think that's a good pick. I think Jarvis Landry is kind of the guy I was talking about last um last podcast when I passed on Brandon Cooks and went with Carlos Hyde. Because you're like, oh, I can get... I can grab a guy. I can right. pluck a guy. And that's what I... These are the kind of guys I'm talking about. Right. When you, you can pluck them a little bit later and, and, and plug them into your lineup. Yeah, you know? and, and coming away... Now, you wouldn't have got him because he went here... Yeah, yeah, right. ...to you with the same mindset, but maybe if somebody else... I mean, like... Maybe if I'm drafts. not picking here, you know, six picks later, he actually falls to maybe, me. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, in hindsight, that'd be really good. But now you... But even still, like, you're still putting yourself away where you can still get... There's a couple other good receivers with that kind of upside on there. Right. Some with even higher ceilings than Jarvis Landry. But Jarvis Landry, great pick. He usually went, like, late second in most probably drafts last year. I know we had him ranked around around 23, so at the end of the second round. Uh, I think he ended up getting drafted in, like, the third round. Of our draft. Of our draft, We drafted right. really early as well. Right. Um. So, but we had him, I mean, we had him ranked 23, so he's jumping a whole, almost a whole round ahead. Um. But going forward, Jarvis Landry, Landry, definitely a guy you want to own in Dynasty. Right. I agree. All right, Mike. I'm going to take Trey Mason, pick number two. He was He was definitely next on my board, and I was contemplating. Um, yeah, to get a good, to get a starting running back round two in previous years, at least, you know, is, is, is kind of rare. It's a big deal. Rare. Yeah. Right. Uh, 12 games, 765 yards. Took him a while to get on the field. I think blocking, I think is what we, yeah, heard was an issue. Yeah. Uh, four touchdowns. If you look at what he did in the games, I think he's more than startable in fantasy. I think that's Pretty solid pick. I don't know. You and know, I, and I think they really moved away from Zach Stacy too. Yeah, he, so, he touched 
Zero. Had right. zero yeah. touches right. for weeks and weeks and weeks right. and weeks. Which is, you know, to me, so pretty important. Right. So if it's a one-two punch, or, you know, like, not a one-two punch, but, like, you know, the the next guy's Benny Cunningham. Right. And, you know, maybe they'll address that in the draft. But right now, Trey Mason is the guy. He got a lot of, if you drafted him in the rookie draft, you got production out of him. Yep. So that would yeah. be my guy. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's a good pick. I mean, if, I, if I'm going to get my take on too, yeah, you're getting a starting running back in St. Louis who's an up-and-coming team who's a quarterback away from being a really good team. Yeah. Uh, so Trey Mason showed some really good sign. Again, he didn't get on the field for the first couple weeks there. And then he came on, and he actually showed – he actually – he earned that job with his, with his play. And, yeah, where Doug Martin had, like, kind of got some carries in the end, Zach Stacy, who was – those two were, like, kind of hand-to-hand and walking off the Neverland. Uh, and he, I and I think like uh, going back in like steals of the draft, like Jeremy Hill was a steal of like re, you know, like if you draft him because he went late, Trey Mason was probably a steal if you drafted at least as early as we did. Yeah, I mean, or even later, you probably went later. You know, like if you drafted more towards the season, he probably went later in the draft. Stuff started sounding worse and right, worse, for worse him. and worse. Right. Yeah, right. So exactly, I I think Trey Mason could be a candidate. First steal of the draft. Yeah, all right. he could be nominated. Nominated. I, I not saying not the yeah, winner because I do. St- I do think Jeremy Hill's yeah. the winner. But you know, if we're collecting guys for the ballot, well, I, I like that pick too. You so, gotta. I you mean, gotta have more than one person on right. the ballot. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah you're gonna be starting fun. running back. Right. There. So, um, so if I'm up here and I'm up next after Trey Mason, I see Trey Mason goes. I'm looking at some receivers here. There's a couple I do like uh, with some nice upside. But I'm actually going to pull the trigger and take somebody who I'm not really even huge on, but just I think it's really good value here uh, with the third pick in the second round. That's Bishop Sankey. Uh, again, for being a guy that we ranked, everybody had higher because of the situation, first running back selected. Really disappointing year. Um, never was even really given the opportunity to be the man this year either. Uh, he, he had uh, 150, or 559 rushing yards. Had two touchdowns. Never had a game over 100 yards. Safe to say it was a disappointment. It was totally disappointing. I had him as my top-rated running back, and I whiffed, man. I didn't see anything out of him to show, like, any kind of encouragement for the future. I don't know if he'll ever make it, to be honest, at this point. And what I see him is... I agree. I think, again, he has an opportunity next year to take a step forward. I've never been really big on him. Again, I'm taking value here. I don't even like. The, I just made the pick. I don't even like the pick. But to me, it's just kind of like again, running backs are hard to come by. Maybe he will take a step forward next year. Maybe they'll give him more opportunity. Maybe Sean Green and be gone. Uh, and again, it's most because the carries weren't there. And I know when he did get the carries, it wasn't really impressive. Uh, you know, and that shows he had a three point seven yards. You why per the carry. Car- why weren't the carries there? Yeah, I, w- I mean, because like you can't beat out some of these crappy crappy running backs, or well, what's the deal? I don't know. I just like I'm really down on Bishop Sankey. If I'm looking at my Beckett card book, he's definitely got an arrow pointing down. Yes, drastically. And I'm already not nah, look. I already hate the pick. I, I hate, hate that pick, pick right. too. And yeah. I almost, I almost took a receiver here, and I should have taken him. But I thought it'd been kind of reaching on him too because he, he. But okay, I'm sticking with the pick. All right, Bishop Sankey. Yeah, um, there, there's no more trips in your DeLorean here, buddy. Yeah, I know. It's not Back to the Future <laughs> like, Part 2. You just got booed off the stage. <laughs> but coming, so, so looking forward, I mean, you guys are both so, pessimistic. And to be honest with you, I'm a little pessimistic too. But I, what I'm hoping is if somehow he can do okay and give you that running back two, running back three kind of numbers. To have right here in the second round, at least I feel like I'm getting a running back 
that I'd be able to put into my starting lineup at some points. And that's, to me, that's still a nice key piece to have. You know what I mean? It's still something that you want. It's still not something easy to come by. You know, running backs get hurt, bye we some along. It's still, you got to have that depth to have somebody go in there and fill. And I'm hoping that Sales, he can get a little bit better. Selling. <laughs> You're not supposed to miss on picks on the redraft when the season's <laughs> over. How do you do that? Seriously. God. Hi, Rich's hindsight sucks. Yeah. It's like 2050. Well, there's a couple guys here <laughs> now that, glasses. I would, that, that I, I might take ahead of them, but I made my oh, pick. Yeah. I'm sticking with it. Right. Hopefully, hopefully one of these guys falls back to me to the, All the right. next pick. So Who you got, Matt? Taking Bishop All right. With the 16th <laughs> pick overall and the whatever. One, two, three, four. Fourth, Fourth pick, pick in right. the second round. I'm going to pick Teddy Bridgewater. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Yeah. I really like what I saw, uh, especially towards the end of the year with Teddy. And, and mm-hmm. on my hypothetical team here, they need a quarterback, so they're taking him because I think he's the most Ooh, I wasn't, talented player. I wasn't player. making my team. I wasn't put, compiling my guys like a team. <laughs> but that's a nice idea. Yeah, I like that pick. So Yeah, there, me too. I mean, I mean, like Matt said, at the end of the year, he really came on strong there. I mean, he looks like... He he's going to be a starting quarterback. Now. He's going to be a starter. He's going to be for sure a starter. They already named him a starter next year, which was kind of odd to me because he had played so well that I, I would have thought yeah. that they wouldn't have to say obvious. that. Yeah, yeah. Really? But they would. They went ahead and said it. And Norv's been saying good things about him. I I do think he needs to. His arm probably needs to get a little bit stronger, but that can happen. Um, but he's got enough arm strength to do all make all the throws and everything. He's got good touch on and and really good pocket awareness is what I noticed towards the all end right. of the year. All stuff we kind of, I mean, for the most part, knew. I, I, th- I just think the one thing about Teddy Bridgewater that screwed him, he tried to get cute in his pro day, and it effed him. I agree. Yep. Why would you do something the same way for your whole life, or whatever the case may be, you know? And then you change it on the most important day. Seemed odd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't Maybe make sense. Maybe he just didn't want to get drafted by the Browns. Maybe. Don't blame him. Yeah, neither Which do I. Which is weird because there was that information so that came out. Somebody saw the Browns draft board and actually had Teddy Bridgewater ahead of Johnny Manziel, allegedly. But, allegedly. Uh, yeah, right. but Teddy, allegedly. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was our number one quarterback coming out. He was. We had ranked number one going all the way through. So, um, again, good situation plays in a dome. He's going to have, uh, yes, Charles John- when Charles Johnson came in there, he played better. Right. That's and, exactly, yeah, they kind of took off together there. And I'll Kyle Rudolph back next year, too. And they'll likely probably take a receiver in the draft as well. Because well, Cordero should. Patterson was a huge bust. They Greg should. Jones is old. So they can use another help for Teddy there. They, they, they should draft. So They should draft a wide receiver. Call me a little off guard to Teddy Picks. I'm always thinking, you know, offensive weapons. I, I'm always let the quarterback slip, but great pick there. I mean, it's a, it's a quarterback that's going to be in the league for at least another 10 years. Yeah, like I wasn't necessarily like thinking, like, oh, man, hopefully he doesn't take Teddy Bridgewater. But I do like the pick, though. Mm-hmm. I think right here, I maybe I'll just go out on a limb uh, on my pick. So this will be pick number five. I'm going to uh, take Martavius Bryant. And that's who I was leaning towards. Oh, I knew you were when you wanted to go. When you, I knew when you wanted to go back to the future part two. <laughs> I knew you wanted to take Martavius Bryant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, it took him forever to get on the field. Uh, but when he did, produced right away. Yeah, it looked. I mean, there's that three-game stretch there where he just died. He had, what four touchdowns in three games? I mean, I know the overall stats: twenty-six receptions, five hundred forty-nine yards. Aren't you know? But he had eight touchdowns in those ten games. Yes. Um, and he had some big games: one hundred forty-three yard game, one hundred nine yard game, eighty-three yard game. So, uh, Multiple, he had a back-to-back two touchdown games. Right. Um, I 
I think like if you paid attention to our podcast, he was a dude that was probably way under the radar. And if you thought to take him probably in like around your third round, which we, that's where we said high third round is somebody you should take. Right. And then if, right. And that's probably where he went in the majority of rookie drafts, mm-hmm. I would just assume. And now he's going in middle or, you know, early to mid second round pick. So value. that's value. Really, you know, really underappreciated at Clemson because they had DeAndre Hopkins and Sammy Watkins there while I was there. But again, a good, big receiver and yeah, a really not good to situation. Mention the slew of running backs they also had too, you know, while he was there. Like, you know, he was just a, there's so many guys that Clemson had, you know, mm-hmm. so. And now he's in a good situation with Ben Roethlisberger. I think he will for sure have officially overtaken Marcus Wheaton next year as your big red zone threat. So him, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell is a really nice, good triangle of offense right there to surround Ben Roethlisberger. So I like the Martavis Bryant pick. I think he has really good upside. I think he has some really good, you know, wide receiver two future ahead of him. I really do. I like him a lot. I think it's a good pick. I agree. Yep. All right. So my next pick is somebody who else that we told you to take in the third round who was on nobody else's radar, a guy that I was infatuated with as soon as I saw his combine. That's John Brown in Arizona. Uh, big fan of his again. Uh, another another guy that came on strong and had a had a had a good year for a rookie. You know, forty eight catches, six hundred ninety six yards, and five touchdowns with one game over hundred yards. And I see him going forward as that T Y Hilton in Bruce Arians' offense. You know, Larry Fitzgerald. There's they're already talking that Larry Fitzgerald's not coming back next year in Arizona. We will see uh, if that comes to fruition. But if it doesn't, it really bumps up John Brown a lot in my eyes. Uh, you know, people think John Brown, he's like a real small guy. He's 5'11", so he's not super small. Uh, you know, and that's not huge. But, again, that T.Y. Hilton role in Bruce Arians offense, explosive, fast, good hands, really like John Brown going forward. I think he has some nice upside as a high-end wide receiver three for your offense with the possibility of getting that wide receiver two category. Yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's around that same size, too. Am yes. I, right. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a very fair comparison, I think. And, and uh, will John Brown ever get 1,345 yards? I think it's a possibility. Okay. The right quarterback. Because, okay. again, remember how T.Y. Hilton started? T.Y. Hilton started as, as, as that, like, deep threat quarterback for Payne Manning. You know, right. It, that's how he kind of started. John Brown kind of got into there in that kind of kind of cat. I mean, I think to me, the similarities between T.Y. Hilton and John Brown are. They're there. Right there. Yeah. And yeah. that's my comp okay. to him. So his ceiling to me is T.Y. Hilton. Right. And his floor to me is like a wide receiver three. So no matter what, he's going to be startable. Going he's he's a, the, he's a, a, a steal candidate yeah, for the draft, right. I would say. And he was going third round, possibly fourth round, if you drafted real early in your draft. Like our dynasty nerds draft, I got him in the fourth round because, again, something I liked a lot, I just knew I could get him in the fourth round right. of that draft. And then when we did oh, the there late, wasn't much, there wasn't much on him. And then we did the late draft, Matt and I, in a new startup league, or no, in our rookie draft, and he went in the third round. like mid the high third round in that draft did he last that long Jeez. i believe so wow like around i can't the- remember that one for some reason i wasn't like drinking or anything i just can't remember that <laughs> one for some reason it was almost a year you're old yeah. and here we are here we are now where he's, he's already jumped another full round right, right. Yeah. so yeah somebody, he's a steel candidate yeah somebody going forward like in a redraft league like somebody he'd be like all right this is, you know instead of taking somebody like andre johnson you're, you're probably better off taking somebody like john brown all right, so I'm up next, right, with, with right. the seventh pick? Yeah. Seventh pick in the second round, I'm going to go 
all knees and elbows and go Andre Williams. <laughs> That's how they described him coming out of camp, which uh, was kind of discouraging. But he came in, I think he showed a lot of good things this year. And really, Rashad Jennings is the only guy blocking him from, from getting into a starting lineup there. And, and, I, he's, old. and he's old. And he uh, every year gets injured. So I, I think Andre Williams will eventually just take over as a starter there. I was a little disappointed Me with too. Andre Bill Williams this year. I really expected to see a lot more from him. I really liked him coming out. I know he's got stone hands, and that's a huge negative there. But he caught some balls this year. Yeah, he did catch a couple balls. Right. I know, Matt, Matt and I were talking when he caught some. We're like, holy sh- shnikes! Did he oh. just yeah, he he caught a fair amount of for someone that doesn't not, touch balls. Right. <laughs> Count me in that category too. Right. I'm not a good receiver. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but for someone that that had that it is a stigma. I think like he did. I would say pretty good. How many it catches was, are you looking at the stats? Uh, I'm just looking at the per game stats. So I right. get yeah, two, two, one, two, one, one, two, three, one, three. I mean, oh, so about fourteen. Like every game, he's catching <laughs> balls, though. Sorry. You know. All right. Yeah. Um. Actually, eighteen reception. Eighteen. Yeah. There we go. Um. I. I just my one. I was really big on Andre Williams. My one. I'm slightly disappointed also because the opportunity that he was afforded like i think he there were some games like he had a lot of carries in some games you know a, a fair majority of games i just thought he would do a little bit better i think he showed a little bit in the in the beginning of the year he might have just run into that rookie wall type of thing too or two, of the, just... two of his last four games were about I mean, 131 yards and 110 yards 14 me, and six for weeks, me, 14 no. and 16 so there there's there's i can see three backs here i take ahead of him just three yeah i can see three here well, I've got four guys like right below him, so I probably guess who you would. Um, I no, I, I, I don't know. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with the pick. I'm just saying you're disappointed, Andre Williams. I'm just. I guess I expected a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, because I thought if if someone said like, "Hey, Andre Williams is going to get these amount of, is going to get these amount of carries," oh no, he's going to have a sick rookie year i'm definitely on all on, on board and then it's kind of just like buffed a little bit just for uh, just for but i'd take him over Devonte freeman terrence west uh whoever else you got rich did you happen to draft uh andre williams no i didn't oh, okay i couldn't remember who did isaiah crowell okay yeah and again i like i i liked i andre williams coming in he's got to show me more this year he's i'm down let me best way to put it is i'm down on andrew williams right now i don't really see a big, I always see him as like a running back too, like the pound and like the ground and pound kind of guy. So you'll be like relying on touchdowns from him. I mean, uh, we're in the sec, we're in the middle good. of the second round. I, I mean, I don't think that's a bad place to get one of those guys. No, and I, st- I would rather have him over Bishop Branky. Yeah, so would I. That's so. You guys, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Mike. Yeah. Um, I think like at this point, this is where it's kind of. I don't know. I think. There's you can make an argument right, right here. Man. I think looking back on it at this point, I'm going to go Derek Carr. Whoa. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I forgot about him a little bit. Um, Cause based off of some of the guys that are available, Devonte Freeman, like I question that if he'll Marcus ever be, Lee. he'll ever be the guy. Terrence West, I know is not the guy. Marquise Lee. I think Allen Robinson's a guy. And I think, 
I think Marquise Lee could be good. It's going to be a battle between Alan Hearns and Marquise Lee, I think. Yeah. Marquise Lee's injured, but he started coming on a little bit. They showed some flashes. It's going to be interesting. And then, but Bortles has to be good. Because if Bortles sucks, then they're all not going to be good. Yeah. You know, right? I agree. So, um, and then, like, Cody Latimer not plays, Varian Jenkins, Johnny Manziel, Jason Morrow. I, I think Derek Carr is the clear pick now when I'm okay. looking there. Um, he's definitely going to be the starter next year, I would assume. Showed a good arm. Showed a good arm. Uh, I think. Nothing around him. Yeah, absolutely nothing around him. And, you know, they can get somebody like Amari Cooper in there and maybe sign a guy and get a running back and increased offensive line. Long-term play, like when you, when you expect your rookie quarterback to be good, which is like three years from now, I think that's he's going to be up there as one of the good, better picks. Right, there. I mean, he, he had flashes too, like in terms of like keeping the turnovers to a minimum, 21 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. I think that's pretty good, uh, pretty good stat for a rookie. I completely agree. Yeah, you, know, if you can get a so, good ratio like that. That's that's really right. Good and, and I think like with his with with typically how I mean, no, I granted I know it. Coaches mean everything, but just generally speaking, how the Raiders like to play. You know, throughout the annals of history, they're a big passing team, and I think if they get him a couple weapons at wide receiver, he could be uh, a relevant fantasy quarterback moving forward. Okay, good pick. Um, I'm gonna go Isaiah Correll. Okay. You know, the Browns, who knows what they were doing with their backfield. They had a different guy out there every single week. It looked like Isaiah Correll was the bench, the best of the bunch. And, you know, with Alex, when Alex Mack got hurt, the center, uh, everything kind of changed for that behind that Cleveland line there, and the offense kind of took a step back, and the running game kind of took a step back. So, you know, Isaiah Correll finished the year with 607 rushing yards with a 4.1 average. Showed some good signs of explosiveness, and I'd like to see him more, like, hit that hole and get upfield a little bit more. And I'm thinking when Alex Mack comes back next year and, you know, hopefully an improved overall offense, I think Isaiah Correll has the best chance to be the starter running back in Cleveland. So, and that's as of right now. That's how I feel. So, again, this late in the second round, I'm willing to take that chance over a guy like Marquise Lee and try and grab a starting running back here who has potential. Kind of almost in the same kind of, like, back in the rookie draft before, he's, like, still kind of hasn't really, he almost sits in the same spot, you know, where, like, before, like, all right, Terrence West is going to be the man, where at least now we kind of feel like he's going to be the man, but it's still kind of iffy, you know, uh, what's going on there. So I'm going to take Isaiah Correll here. His future is potentially bright, I guess is the best way to say it, because... And at this point, at, at this point in the draft, that's out. I mean, really, you know, there's questions on every guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some bright spots, some negative spots, some guys with potential, some guys not living up to potential. So, I mean, I, I think it's a fair pick. Um, I don't think, like, at this point, you're not going to get somebody like, uh, you're not getting someone like Jeremy Hill, no. you know, this late in the second round. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and here I'm just going potential. So, if, like, if it wasn't Isaiah Correll, I'd take Devontae Freeman just because of, the chance to see, you know, he's the guy next year. Cause right. He, again, he's somebody that kind of showed well late. So, but if both teams readdress their running backs, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. But at the same time, they both could be starters, and that's the type of guy you're going to find in this this part of the draft. Yeah, I mean, what if somehow, like, yeah, if Cleveland uses their second first-round pick and they take, like, Melvin Gordon, you're like, oh, we got to have him. He's that explosive. Then you're like, oh, well, there goes that pick. Right. But still, but even even then, though, I'm getting a running back who's probably going to be the running back to their kind of committee kind of guy. So I'm getting a guy that's still going to get some carries, so it's still not like a right. garbage pick here. No, no, no. 
It's not like your Bishop Sankey pick. Yeah, it's not my Bishop Sankey pick. So. <laughs> right. All right. Oh, Enough man. talking about me, Matt, with your last pick of the second round. What with pick is this? The tenth. Tenth. Yeah. With my last pick of the second round, I am going to pick Devontae Freeman. Waiting for that pick for me. Yeah, you know, it's about a, almost a round later than I got him in the actual draft. <laughs> so a guy I, who's so stocked down slightly. I mean, I think so. I don't think he ever got the opportunity that I was hoping for at the beginning of the year. Um, so, I mean, do, do mostly do Steven Jackson surprisingly staying healthy all year. Right, yeah, but I, I think well, like I mean, for a while there, for yeah, like a stretch. yeah, for a stretch. As I say, not not for the whole season, but no, yeah, definitely not the whole right. Season. I, I just I, Freeman came on a little bit better at the end, and like he looked a little bit better as the season went along. I think he did, and and the thing that I like is, I mean, even in a part time role, he got thirty receptions for two hundred twenty five right. yards. So I that's, think I think that's where he might make his money moving forward, and like that's a, what I had always thought. Like right. I thought he was going to be catching a lot of passes, which was something that I always kind of liked. So I I don't know. Um, if it'll ever be what I thought he was going to be. Right, yeah. Um, Only because you started selling me on him. So, like, I was kind of feeling your vibe yeah, yeah, towards, yeah. The, you know, towards the end or whatever. I don't know if I had, like, envisions of, like, MJD or something from that guy. I'm not sure what I had in my head, but I... I, I just thought he would be able to over... Why I'm slightly disappointed in him, but I think it's a, a good pick right here, but just, say, like, where we had him, or where you drafted him, right. and our dynasty draft was a first, you know, later first-round pick or yeah. whatever. Because we, we all thought he was going to be the starter. Right. Right. I, I'm just, it, it just, God, I can't believe he couldn't overtake Steven Jackson or get more carries in that offense. But, like you said, with the 30 receptions, I think moving forward, Atlanta will probably, I would assume, address or get another running back new in coach. there, possibly. Yeah, yeah, there's a new coach. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. There's a lot, uh, you know, a lot of unknowns, unfortunately. Right. But I think, like, say they did get, like a, like, a main running back, he could be the guy that comes in and, you know, makes his money off the receiving. Right, which is, so. you know, if he's if he's every week getting six catches, then that's, I mean, that's as good as a touchdown, right? Right, there. yeah, so, yeah, 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 absolutely. So I think, he, yeah, he definitely holds value. I'm just saying, like, for me, why I would be down on him. But at this at this point of the, the draft, that's and let's, a good point. And let's face it, Atlanta throws the ball a lot, too. Right. I mean, and they're playing the dome. They so have, right. if everything we just talked about comes to fruition, this guy's going to be in a steal this late, and he'll still have value where you took him early because he'll be like that Gio Bernard. I mean, he'll be essentially, you know, Jeremy Hill's the man going forward, but Gio Bernard still has value, good value in Dynasty. So if he can get to that, like, Gio Bernard kind of status, that's that's great value, this pick, and it almost validates your pick in the first round where it wasn't a wasted pick, and that's where he needs to be. Yeah, I and, agree. And, you know, will he ever be a starting three-down back? No, but if he could be that receiving back, you know, like that, you know, there's a lot of backs out there that make their bread and butter on receptions. And if you're playing in PPR league, who cares about the rushing yards? And those are the backs you like, Mike. You like those Gio Bernard kind of backs. Right. You know, those are the guys that catch the for, ball. Yeah, for PPR league, man, that's huge. Okay. I mean, you know. It can't all be uh, pounders that score a bunch of touchdowns. Right. Yeah, there's only so many pounders in this room. <laughs> and moving on <laughs> to the next pick right. uh, is... Yeah, Mike. this one. Yeah, this one, this is where it starts to get really... For me, it's this cloudy. At this point, the outlook is cloudy. Put on your fog lights. Right. Um, I mean, or I use get, your radar. Yeah, I wish <laughs> I had your radar. I, I could go a couple different ways here. I think... I think you should just go one way, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would take Mark Easley. Okay. That makes there sense. There you go. A lot of upside. 
lot not, of upside. Not bait. the way I would go, but yeah. Oh Jesus! No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, and it's possible. You know, I mean, somebody's going to emerge there, and I was. Why? While I do think it's Allen Robinson, I think Marquise Lee's got a, a ton of talent. So, he's still got a shot, and right. I, I was I was totally kidding. Yeah, yeah no, you know yeah, he's got a ton. He does have the upside. The only the only issues we have, I think, as a collective, had with him was his attitude going in, right? Yeah, his heart. Like, right. Is it in it? Does he really want to play football? Is he like a, just a me kind of guy? You didn't hear much of it uh, once the no, season started, so I, I'm not sure you have. I mean, you definitely heard it at the beginning of the year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, but once the season started, you didn't hear anything about that. Right, so. I mean, you got it. It stinks because Jacksonville's offense is so bad; their offensive line's terrible. Yep. Um, but after he he got through like the, the well, his first week he had six catches, sixty two yards, and he battled injuries for a long time. And then the last like six games, I think he did pretty darn well. But Allen Robinson was gone. Right. You know, and then meanwhile, Allen, Allen Hearns was playing basically the whole time. So I, I don't know. Two of those three guys, I think, because I still think Blake Bortles is going to pan out to be pretty good. Two of those three guys will probably be good, and one will be a borderline really good. Right. So right. Right. It's hard. It's hard to tell who, unfortunately, is going right. to be the one. Yeah. He's somebody that he's fallen because he was somebody that's a late first round pick, high second round pick. Right. Before and now he's fallen all the way here to the second round, and could easily went to a third. Very yeah. easily, kind yeah. of. Cause right. But no, because if you would have taken him, I would have taken him. Okay. Because the va- same thing, values there. Right. Um, you know, upside. You know, all right. these guys here, we're talking about upside now from here on, you know, going forward. And he has some good upside. And I mean, three of the last five weeks, he had over 65 yards receiving. And no no less than four catches. Okay. So he's a part of the offense. I mean, but it seemed like Jacksonville's offense got worse. Yeah, this season it definitely not. did. So we'll see. I mean, they need Bortles to step up. They need to make some acquisitions. If you, on the if line. you took him in the first round of your draft, you're kind of like, yeah, you're really disappointed right now. You are uh, totally disappointed. Yeah, after you, you missed. saw the other people that got right. drafted in the first round. Again, I mean, he could come out next year, and we, we could be completely wrong about this as well. I mean, we could be any guy we talk about. They can the good, the good guys yeah. can go to bad. The bad guys can go to good. I NFL mean, so fluid. I know, like NFL so fluid. I could give a long dissertation why it's not an it's not an exact science. So us. You know, we're giving our best educated opinion, and things change week to week. Yeah. So, let alone, yeah. I mean, look how much we've changed here uh, on some of these guys in nine months, and let's see where we are. And everybody Actually. does. Everybody does it. Everybody's sight. Everybody's ranking. They all change, man. It's a, it's a fluid game, you know. So. Okay. So. So this is the last, last pick, round pick, two. Round Who you got? Last pick, and I am gonna go with. Austin Safarian Jenkins. That's that's yeah. who I was debating. I between. almost took him. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, he only played nine games. He got hurt, and nothing. He didn't have that one game that really kind of stood out at all. Really, I mean, his best game was versus Atlanta, where he had five catches for thirty yards and a touchdown. But again, tight ends take a while to develop. Right. He's got Mike Evans there to offset him. So maybe what you know they're double teaming Mike Evans in the red zone. This leaves six five Austin Safarian Jenkins open. Right, and he's somebody that's athletic enough to be a solid tight end in this league, and give you he has a potential to be a top five, top six dynasty tight end. And again, just value here, somebody I like. If I'm doing a redraft, you know, if I can grab as like a you know prospect backup tight end, this is something I'm really happy to get. Uh, again, not a great year this year. Was injured, but I think signs are you know with Mike Evans and getting Marcus Mariota. 
signs will slowly start pointing up here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think Austin Safari and Jenkins will be a product of that. Right. I, I agree. He's I totally a, agree yeah. with everything you said. Yep. yep. I think that's a good solid pick. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, we're through 24 rookies. Uh, next week we will get into, we're, we're only doing the four. We're going to do next week. We'll maybe do trying to go through it a little bit faster. Um, and get do two more rounds, get a couple more rookies Perfect. of this, maybe one more round um, next week. We'll see. We'll play by ear and see what the talent, because obviously it dissipates after so much. Maybe right, we'll, right. Maybe we'll do at the end. Maybe we'll do next year, we'll do round three, and then guys on the outside of that that we like going forward, maybe. Cause right. We don't, we don't need to, you guys don't need to listen to a whole podcast on. Round four or yeah. five. Because next we'll give our take on guys like Blake Bortles, Terrence West, Charles right. Sims, right. Alfred Blue. You know, guys that still need to get in here um, and drafted. Jason Morrow. So, we'll Shaq talk about those Evans. guys. Yeah, Shaq Evans. There you go. <laughs> I'm Shaq just Evans. Barely remember did that guy. Yeah, he got uh, cut. The yeah. Jets. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's some guys getting there next week. So, those are top 24. Again, top two rounds you come away with. Every one of those guys, except for Bishop Ranky, you guys are happy with, right? Uh, yep, absolutely. Yeah, like so, I think, like the quick recap, we missed. On Bishop Sankey, Devontae Freeman, and Marquise Lee was borderline. He just went later in the second round than how we probably originally would have had it. Yeah. And guys like Lowen, whose stock jumped up, were the Crowells, Trey Mason, John Browns. Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis Landry. And Martavis Bryant. But I had Jarvis Landry. To me, I had him as a second-round guy. But he jumped up almost a full round because yeah. I, I had him as a end of the second a lot of round. those guys you know right. same thing like john brown and right Jamie, a lot of those guys jumped up around right and so yeah that's it guys that's the podcast and we will talk to you next week if you guys have any questions until then you can hit me up on twitter at dynasty rich i'm at dynasty matt at dynasty nerd make sure you get on dynastynerds.com check out the forum check out the site until then guys we'll talk to you next week have a good one all right Later. thanks guys bye Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.